finally. Now that I have unlocked the key to darkness, I shall open King- Oh, fuck, Amber, it's- Oh, this isn't the Devin. Kingdom Hearts episode, shit. Devin, we just did the Kingdom Hearts episode. We're recording these out of order, so we haven't recorded it yet. But by the time this comes out, everyone else will already have heard it. I don't understand time. I... No. Uh... <laughs> I... Xehanort, you got a Norta boy. I'm already brown. Come on, Nort me, Zane. Give me, give me it's big... It's weird, because I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about right now. But maybe by the time this episode airs, um, like from the audience's perspective, they will have heard you explaining it to me already because we're recording that episode in the future from the perspective of this episode. Time is a lie. Anyways, it's, hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hi, everyone. Um, welcome. Uh, what he said. Uh, my name is Amber Autumn. She, her. I'm Prince Devin, baby. He, him. And uh, this is uh, original podcast Do Not Steal, the podcast where once a week, um, Devin and I get together and we have a grand old time riffing about some kind of a movie or TV show or something else. And we make an OC in that, which is original character. Um, and we don't want you to steal it, which is why we've called it Original Podcast Do Not Steal. Um, that's the show. And here's some more news. Um, we love you very much. So this week, uh, we are going to be talking about um, uh, the failed Universal Dark Universe franchise. <sighs> which I feel like is a thing that people know about. And also a thing that is so incredible that it is worth going over again just to explain it, you know? It's just the biggest deep sigh in cinematic history. I'm not a I'm not a film boy. I didn't go to school for it. You could school me on that, but like I don't know. What's the bigger side? The fact that we made the president as a tool against fascism and the Nazis were like, this is the best movie ever. Let's use it as propaganda. Yeah, I mean, like, like what's like the worst thing to come out of, of film? Yeah, it's not the dark universe. But Just... it, 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 is, it is sort of a, a very special kind of like exasperating the the story of this um i do think uh that i think that the avengers was the most important film of the 2010s um just in terms of setting the setting the pace and tone and the way that the filmmaking industry worked for the next decade following and it was already very much on a trajectory of like more and more money getting pooled into fewer and fewer productions and um, towards like franchise building. Um, and the, the thing that the Avengers did um, completely uh, calcif it, it calcified that in a big way. And this is one of the results of that, that we have is the, the dark universe. So it is um, super cool and good that all <laughs> film studios looked at, Marvel and went, you know how this 
cinematic universe thing. Every movie is a commercial for the next movie. This is a big experiment and has worked once. Surely this is just the blueprint for how movies will be made for forever? And then no one else did it. <laughs> Everyone fucking shit the bed. <laughs> the thing is that I um uh so I have this controversial take where I like most of the Marvel movies. I think that almost all of them are bangers. Bold. I know. Um uh it, it's it's sort of it's not bold amongst general population. Um but it is going to be sort of bold amongst the kinds of people who are going to be listening to the podcast, which is I... to say three of our friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Kane is going to message us and be really upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Kate. I actually think that almost all of the MCU movies are bangers. Yeah, um, there, there's just a, a level of consistent quality that is like 7 out of 10, and then occasionally you get the fucking 8, 9, and 10s, and it's, yeah, it's just a consistent baseline of quality that's so fucking good. Most of them are, there's what, three that suck? Yeah, maybe. I, I, I... We don't need to like litigate these. I'm I feel so tempted to like talk about which ones are the ones that suck, but that's not what we're here for. Thor, it's um, the Thor movies. The Thor movies, the ones that suck. Fuck everyone likes the Thor movies. They're bad. Also, Infinity War was bad. Um, oh, uh, uh, fine. We have different that's, takes on that one. <laughs> that's uh, those are, those are. You see, <laughs> now we haven't pissed off our friends, but we have pissed off the general audience who like all of those movies. <laughs> Someday we're gonna we're gonna get you to do the Thor Ragnarok episode. And you're just gonna shout for ninety minutes, um, and all of our friends are gonna hate us and call us queer phobic for I not liking the Marvel movie that doesn't have any gay people in it. <laughs> I'm already there. It's it's just gonna be the Titans episode. It's just gonna be the Titans episode again. So. Um, <laughs> the, the, the dark universe, right? <laughs> Which is such an interesting thing. We've spent six minutes talking about anything but. So, you know Universal Studios? You know that movie studio, Universal Studios? They're sort of a big deal. They make a lot of movies. Um, uh, they have, like, a handful of... Uh, uh, they have, like, a handful of good properties. So Universal Studios back in like the 40s and 50s made a bunch of monster movies um, it's, which became cultural phenomenon it's the saddest thing in the world that this universe fucking imploded in on itself via the kingdom hearts principle of lore is the thing that gets people coming right no fuck you because it's the original shared universe it would have been so just poetic if they could have been the other one to have pulled it off and done a thing because they already did it in the past you proved it actually it is yeah before. it's totally a really good choice for us for a cinematic universe like if you're uni like honestly like we we talked shit about it like three minutes ago um but if you're universal studios and you have all these monster movies and you see the thing that the marvel movies are doing um like of course you start putting the the two and two together there and of course you start like at least getting some some concept art drawn up and like uh, 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 working some plans to see how that would work, um, because yeah, so they they make a bunch of monster movies in like the in like the fifties, and 
they become cultural phenomenons to the point where they're all household names right now, right? You've got your Frankensteins, and you've got your Draculas, and you've got your Invisible Mans, and you've got your Mummies, and you've got your Creatures from the Black Lagoons, and you've got your Bride of Frankensteins, and you've got some others, too, also, as well. Um, they're such culturally significant and understood icons. You can have Monster Squad have every one of those characters and at no point do you need to stop and explain who they are or what they're about because we all just fucking know. Gilman pops up, you go, ah, that's a Gilman. Dracula show up, you go, ah, that's a Dracula. You don't need to. We get it. We know what a Dracula is. Um... So yeah, they made they made a lot of these movies back in the day, and they were huge successes, and we all now have them as a part of our cultural lexicon for fucking ever. Um, and they were like started to be marketed as like a shared property, even though they weren't originally intended as one, because like a lot in the same way that the MCU movies, like they started out just making a handful of movies um, that like hinted at tying them together, and it, and and it wasn't until they had like several movies that were bangers and did really well theatrically on their own that they like thought about putting them together and it was sort of a similar thing back in the day with the universal monster movies where they like stitched them together into a shared property after the fact and started marketing them together and making like board games horrified is really good by the way i totally recommend it um uh, i could be wrong but i do believe the first crossover movie was just wolfman versus frankenstein it might be. I definitely don't quote me on that, but it could be. Um, it is It is as simple as it's, it's fucking pro wrestling. <laughs> like, I, I uh, always find a way. But wrestling is the simplest story <laughs> in the you. world to tell. You have the character you are predisposed not to like. You have the character you are predisposed to like. They're going to fight over the belt. And you go, hey, I bet you want to see him fight. And we go, yeah, I do take my money that that's all it was wolfman frankenstein fight here's my money please give me movie <laughs> and they did um and then uh this is so much backstory this is more backstory than we really need but i'm having a good time um in 1999 um we get the mummy 1999 hallowed be thy name um and everyone fucking loved the the mummy 1999 and I everyone was horny. You love The Mummy 1999. Everyone listening loves The Mummy 1999. Uh, everyone loves The Mummy 1999, and everyone loves to shop on it every Wednesday. And The Mummy 1999, I'm going to fucking stop saying it. It was a really big deal, um, and, and Universal looked at that, and they started to try to revive their properties, right? They started to, like, this is where you get, like, Van Helsing, for example, right? Um, uh, and and they Hollow do that Man. Through, like, the aughts. Right, they're not all they're not all good necessarily. The only um, things I remember from Hollow Man is like they tested it out on a gorilla, and that's the dumbest best science in the world. And I remember the Invisible Man was like, "Do you know what it looks like when you look at yourself in the mirror like this?" And I'm like, "Fucking nothing." <laughs> Doesn't look like anything, you asshole. <laughs> um. So. And then the Avengers comes out, um, and Universal looks at what they have, and they go, yeah, we could do that. And they decide to make something called the Dark Universe, which is their cinematic universe of movies. 
and they got a bunch of problematic, never problematic actors to stand uh-huh. in a stupid photo and look like the intellectual dark web, and they just went dark universe. And they said, "We demand to be taken seriously. Um, please take Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man seriously." Um, and then the Mummy came out. Uh, the Mummy twenty what seventeen? Um, and no AKA one saw it. The, and um, the people who did said it was bad. That's right. For the record, I also didn't see it. It's the only <laughs> Dark Universe movie that exists that actually is in this franchise. I proposed this episode this week. I said I want to do the Dark Universe episode. I haven't seen it. I didn't oh, watch it. I'm wait, flying wait, wait, blind wait. here. Okay, because actually, no. The first thing in the Dark Universe was was Dracula. Remember that with the actor who plays Gaston in the live-action Beauty and the Beast? No, what? Yeah, that's the that's the that was the toe dip in the water to the dark universe, and that's I'm an apologist for that movie. I'm like the only person who's like, no, I uh, this mo- this movie fucks actually. Well, then I guess we have one person here who's seen one of the dark universe <laughs> movies. So yeah. we're off to a great start. We're fucking killing it. Because um, I I didn't defense, see the mummy. <laughs> I did see The Invisible Man uh, 2020 because after the after the um came out, um, the uh, after after the mummy came out, they decided to scrap the shared universe concept because everyone said it sucked and no one saw it. And they decided to go forward with some of the other films in like a non shared universe gimmick. So we did get The Invisible Man uh, 2020. And for the record, it was fucking incredible. And it was, like, one of the most upset I have ever been watching a movie in a good way. Um, Totally recommend you watch The Invisible Man. Um, But it wasn't part of the Dark Universe. It wasn't part of, like, the shared universe gimmick that we could have gotten and didn't. And so what we are here to do today, at long last, um, is we are here to go... Kill Tom Cruise for murdering what could have been. (laughs) Um, we, I, I didn't see the movie. My hunch is that there was more wrong with it than just Tom Cruise. Possibly. I don't, I didn't see, I don't know, man. We didn't see it. Who's to say? Someone who listened to this saw the movie and they're gonna, and they're gonna have a lot of problems with all the things that we're saying. Um, Amber, that's ludicrous. No one saw that movie. That's, but my point is that every other person who is listening to this hasn't seen the movie. So it's fine if we, we can just make shit up. We can say anything about that movie. No one can call us on it. Remember the part where the movie was just a poorly veiled commercial for Scientology? (laughs) Yeah. Like Um, the mummy gets out and the mummy's like, my power comes from therapy. Don't trust the Thetans. So we could do this. L. Ron as... Hubbard didn't kidnap his own baby. How many of these can you do? How many of these do you have? L. Ron Hubbard didn't. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard didn't make his own navy and have many Scientologists man it while they searched for treasure he buried in his past life. L. I Ron. Really... I feel like I should be alarmed how good you are at impersonating weird online crackpots. Like, I could give you any dude who's, like, on the, like, weird online crackpot right, and you can, like, riff for 30 fucking minutes in their voice about I've, whatever shit. 
I have poisoned my brain, and we can we can go all day with L. Ron Hubbard because that man, Chef's Kiss, he lied his way into godhood, and that's at some point you just have to respect it. You just that's have to respect what L. Ron Hubbard did. <laughs> that's absolutely some shit that you would be here for. That's like a that's easily a D and D character that you would play, right? Oh God, I would make L. Ron Hubbard. Remember you when L. Make, Ron? You would, yeah. Remember when L. Ron Hubbard made a movie studio? I think I did hear about that. He did, and he was not good at it. <laughs> Remember on L. Ron Hubbard's boat, where, like, the progenitors of L. Ron Hubbard's will were, like, these little girls that he had, essentially, that were, like, snitches and would tell if you broke any of the rules. And they were also, like, th- since L. Ron would be like, this is my orders, tell it to the crew. But you give limitless power to fucking preteen girls and they just abuse it? That's, like, a, it's, like, it's this bizarre mix where... It's, like, horrifying and terrible. Um, And it's also so unbelievable that it becomes a little bit comical if you don't think about it too hard. Is that our pitch for the Dark Universe? We just make Elrond hover? (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. I hate this. It's just Elrond Hubbard's boat. (laughs) This is a terrible first half of an episode. He would throw people off of the boat. He threw an old lady off that fucking boat and laughed. He's a D&D character that you would make. Devin, did you did you invent L. Ron Hubbard? Did you oh. mouth of madness L. Ron Hubbard into reality? Oh, fuck. Did, if L. Ron Hubbard's going to be like, did I ever tell you my favorite color was purple? That's the joke that I just... We just made the same joke. Look at us go. Motherfucker. We're so in sync. Did, oh, my God. Remember how L. Ron Hubbard has an album? Do you know what he sounds like? What kind of music? No, I don't. Tell me, please. Uh, Remember the Ralph Bashke Hobbit and the orcs? You go, my lad. Yo ho, my lad. He sounds like that. It's just that that we've spent talking about everything except for the Dark Universe. (laughs) Okay, uh, we'll get back to it. But I have to. I have to. No, 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 no. Go. No, it's good. This is when. This is when the show works best. Is when we're not talking about the thing that we promised we would be talking about. You know what? Flash cut to that one time where we got done recording an episode, and I was like, I don't think that was too great. And you're like, Hey, man, people don't come to this podcast for succinct and interesting points about media. And I was like, Thanks, homie. I'll be trying. But no, no, no. It's so it's the orcs from the Ralph Bashke Hobbit movie, but singing about how therapists are stupid, and if you don't listen to me, the world's gonna die. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. How? What kind of? So the movies? Is it? Are they? How are? Is it? Like, is it a good bad? Like, is it a the room sort of a situation? Oh, it didn't get made. They didn't finish oh, no. it because L. Ron Hubbard wasn't that good. Like, L. Ron Hubbard was... The, the Here's the interesting thing is you can lie your way into having a Navy. You can just force people to do it. But you can't just force people to make art. <laughs> That's not how art works. I mean, you can if it's if it's a the situation. Oh, fair enough. Um, But the script he wrote was like, this script is so good. If everyone sees it, they'll die. Well, shit, Which I'm wasn't glad the it first never got time released. He did that. 
he wrote a he wrote a book and he was like everyone who reads this book kills themselves i can never publish it it's so it's it's too deep it's like in that part in bloody rose where last leaf is like i married a tigress and who was i to ask her to be anything but and i said out loud damn yo that's profound (laughs) was it was it profound did you believe the thing you were saying there i did i was like you know what I ship it. I ship this canon. Re- and it, Dark Universe, Dark right? Dark Universe. Am I right? Am I right? Ladies? Ladies? Am I right? Am I right, ladies? Ladies, am I right? Abby Shapiro, are we are right? We- <laughs> so, the Dark Universe. Um, uh, we're, it's So, how... We talked about we could we could do this as a as an OC in the universe thing, right? Like, what's our interpretation of the Wolfman? Um, it's kind of more fun and more interesting if we do it as like a collaborative how we do thing. And this is our show, so we're allowed to do that if we want to, because you're not my real dad. I assume that my real dad doesn't listen to these because I don't really promote <laughs> these podcasts anywhere. Um, so, uh, yeah. What just uh give us give us the license, give us the rights, and then let's see what we'd fart we out. We get the so, monsters we get the Universal Monster movies, we have to play in that sandbox, and it has to be a shared cinematic universe. Go. Okay. My my immediate pitch is to forever ago, before the DCEU movies shat on my bed and laughed at me, my idea was just no, make a Justice League movie. Get everyone hype about these characters the general populace doesn't care for and then make money being like, hey, you liked Aquaman. He was cool in the movie. He's going to get his own. That That's what I'd do if you were like Universal Monsters. I'm like, yeah, you can you can sell them. Um, you don't have to build to Wolfman fighting Dracula. You can just say that. And people will be like, hell yeah, Wolfman versus Dracula versus Killman. Sign me the fuck so up. So we start with the Avengers. That's actually a pretty good pitch because the DCEU did like – do the thing and the and you're right the dark universe also followed suit that everyone like assumed that you have to like give every character their own movie and then bring them together because that's what the avengers did um uh but it is possible to have a movie with more than one character in it um that's that's impossible that has never been done in the history of cinema so i don't know so like you imagine like a like a phase one sort of a situation where you do have like a a, a, a short term, a medium term plan for where these characters go. I think it does totally make sense to start with a big crossover. It also feels like we want to be building towards something though, right? It does feel like we want a climactic event movie at the end. I don't I don't have anything really to back that up other than that it just feels right to do it. It just feels like I want there to be a conclusion to the story that takes place in something. And you know what? I also actually say that out loud. I want it to have a finite story. I want to... Obviously, the franchise needs to keep going forever in the real world. Um, uh, But we get to imagine a world in which it doesn't do that. In which we get to close it off and then let it be its own like self-contained thing that you can sell forever and then like maybe you reboot it a few years down the line with whatever the new thing is um i have an idea go 
what if we we start with the crossover because I, I want to see Gilman fight Dracula. Um, but the thing we build to is like the Van Helsing Avengers. So like we do the big crossover, they all fight, fight, who gives a shit. But throughout their own solo movies, we see the air quote heroic you know van helsing figures from the collective properties of like the scientist who fought gilman or who gives a shit like they're also forming in the background and so you get all of these movies that give characterization interesting things to do to wolfman whilst the looming threat of the van helsing organization are being put together in the back and so our big fight movie is not seeing all of our characters again it's seeing all of our characters again to fight the thing we know historically beats them. And hopefully we've made them likable and interesting enough to where an audience is now worried. Oh no, what if Van Helsing kills the Wolfman? Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. Because, like, there is sort of this interesting question that comes up when you're doing this franchise where the characters that are the most recognizable that people know about are the antagonists. Right, they're the villains. Um, so how do you have like a team up of these characters who are the villains? Like, who's your protagonist in that situation? Um, who is the audience supposed to be rooting for? Is this from the villain's perspective? How do you get that team up to make sense? That's that's what I would want. You know, I I play Horde on World of Warcraft, it cuts to humans and I give less of a shit. I'd like a movie from the monster's perspective. And, like, I don't know how much we have to be like, well, in the real world, this would happen, but we could have, like, a, a POV character who's, like, you know, some ostracized goth girl who doesn't fit in, and she finds a home within the Draculas and the Gilmans, and now the Van Helsing prep kids want to take away the goths freedom man am i just making am i making clive barker's nightbreed i think i'm making clive barker's nightbreed everyone should see nightbreed especially if you're gay the movie's very obviously queer coded i don't know what that is fucking god damn it you're my you're my gay film girl that fuck no one knows what i'm talking about when i bring up clive barker's nightbreed yeah including me um, although I do love that you just called me your gay film girl. That's great. That feels great for me. <laughs> That's right. That's true <laughs> about me. Um, new, new, new Twitter bio. Yeah. Um, so I love the idea that we start on the monsters POV and then, I don't know, somewhere over the course of the franchise, it shifts and you go, oh yeah, these are bad guys. Um, and we actually don't want them getting their way. Or some of them are. Okay, okay, okay. Here's, here's, here's... So, so who are the characters that we have here at the core? We have Dracula. Dracula, objectively a bad guy. You want him as the antagonist in the franchise. And maybe, like, first movie, you start in his perspective because it's fun to start on the perspective of the bad guys. Um, uh, Wolfman seems pretty cut and dry, not a great guy to me. Um, uh, Gilman, I don't actually know that I have a good enough sense about what you would want to do with Gilman. Um, and Invisible Man also seems, like, pretty firmly, easily, uh, we want him as the villain. 
but Frankenstein and Frankenstein's bride don't necessarily fit that mold. They aren't like strict evil, right? They're 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 characters who we can have in the movie originally on the side of evil, and then over the course of the franchise, um uh, I think it could make sense to have those two become sort of like the de facto protagonist of the franchise as they like switch sides, as they like recover their humanity and like find a place in the world and like join the side of these humans and like fight to make space for themselves. Um, uh, yeah, because, you know, book Frankenstein never shuts the fuck up and is just sad and cursed and writing his emo poetry, but. Like, movie Frankenstein is just kind of a mindless, sad thing who gets burned alive at the end because he's different. Yeah. And that's, like... And that's the version that Universal Studios has, right? That's the image that we have in our brains of who these characters are. And, like, I think definitely they start out evil in the first movie. They definitely do some bad shit. Um, Because, you know, Frankenstein does kill the girl by the river with the flowers. Um, uh, And... So it's it's a redemption story, I guess, and that's a way that you get to have like a through line where the characters in the first movie end up feeling emotionally important in the last movie um, because you get to establish these characters having relationships with Frankenstein and the bride, um, two characters who we get to have as a loving married couple through the entire franchise because you don't get that many of those in movies and I always like it when they do it. It's a thing I like about the Conjuring movies and I would like to have it here. They're just married and they love each other and and that's not complicated. Um, yeah, you know why Hulkling and Wiccan were great in the original run? Because they were just a fucking happy couple and you didn't spend time being like, oh, did Wiccan create me from his dreamscape? Am I a real boy? No, shut up, shut up, shut up, stop, stop it. You're just two happy boys. It's two happy boys. Who show up and be happy. So, yeah. 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 Our happy Frankensteins. Um, and, and, yeah, so. Could, could we have their relationship be very Mr. Miracle Big Barta, where I'm like, Bride of Frankenstein is the taller, more dominant one, and Frankenstein is like a a kind of doting, sappy husband who loves his big wife. I do always like when the monster lady is the dominant tall? one. Tall? Yeah, you want to fuck Lady Demetrius? No, I don't. No, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to fuck the tall Resident Evil vampire lady. We've talked about this before lady on the Demetrescu. show. Yeah, and you're a coward. You and Kane cowards me and markiplier not cowards I, I don't know what to tell you babe i am a coward in terms of that i don't want to fuck a dead lady it just isn't for me just not really my coward vibe. cowardice you got me fucking cancel me <laughs> in front of all three of our friends who are listening hi right your episode will be coming out pretty soon yeah frankensteins are our heroes or they, they become they, like, our heroes we... over the course of the franchise, um, as they yeah, as they so... as they team up with like Van Helsing and whoever, whatever other protagonists we can think of that end up joining the Avengers team. Yeah. Um. How much personality do we want to give to our takes on the Universal monsters? A little bit. 
Let's do let's do a lightning round. Let's just do let's give a, give you to them a little bit. We don't have to go super deep into it. Um, we're sort of just giving a sketch here, but okay. Um, you want to do Gilman first? You know more about Gilman than I do. Okay, so the thing with Gilman is Gilman seldom gets a personality because Gilman is a universal monster in the sense that he's just kind of an animal, and usually we just find him, and the story is like, hey man. Maybe sometimes you don't fuck with nature because it's spooky and scary. <laughs> and so it all depends on how much of that you want to get into. So you can do the Guillermo del Toro thing where it's like, this is a god. This is a natural existing force. And you fucking with it is bad. And it's not good or evil. It is a thing that occupies space and has powers we don't understand. And it's capable of love. It can love this deaf human woman. Or you get like... Cl- uh, Monster Squad and it's just fu- oh Monster Squad is the best Gilman design where it's just fucking cool he just looks fucking cool and he roars Monster Squad keeps coming up and I keep not having seen it um god damn it Wolfman's I know that got, Wolfman's got Nards, got Nards. Bro. I know that Wolfman's got Nards because we both went through our channel awesome phase um oh, but it's it's more than Wolfman's got Nards it's fucking it answers the question of can a Wolfman be killed by things that are, it's it's Monster Squad is great because it's a movie made for kids who love Universal Monster movies having dumb logistic universe questions and they get to be answered in the movie in the coolest way possible and it pays respect to all those dumb feelings that you have as a kid that aren't dumb when you're a kid because they're important and they're about what you care about and we're going to contextualize that in a movie with these archetypes who are not just the monsters but the kids themselves and they reflect each other's relationships to your relationship with the media i fucking love monster squad god damn it that movie's good i would kill for you thank you we should kill tom cruise because he ruined our chance that's right (laughs) um so yeah what do you want to do with gilman how how much of a monster I mean, you could do an Abe Sapien thing where Gilman is a fully sentient creature capable of speech and deep interpersonal relationships. I kind of like Gilman as the Groot of the group. Oh, yeah. That'd be Does fun. that make sense? Like, arguably sentient, but really more of a pet character, right? A mascot who's going along with it because... Yeah, we can we can do Chewbacca. And it's just like, what do we do now, Gills? That's a j- will that work? <laughs> You're right. I do believe in myself. <laughs> it 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 does raise the question of what exactly we do with Gills' movie. Uh, Gills' movie is Gill meets a kid and goes on fun adventures oh, teaching yeah. this kid. The- yeah, Gil, Gil finds a kid and teaches the kid that, like, hey, man, yeah, your dad sucks, but he's doing the best. He got divorced, and he's sad, and, you know, adults are just people. And he's like, thanks, Gil. And then Gilman walks off into the sunset like Godzilla, and it's like, did we just turn 9-11 Godzilla into a hero? That's kind of weird. <laughs> so we do Bumblebee. We we do Bumblebee. We get John Cena as, like, a comic relief villain character. Um I didn't see Bumblebee. I'll take your word it's for it. It's the thing that you just described. It's Bumblebee. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I like that. And then Gil gets to maybe be a hero at the end, too, which kind of means you get, like, a big, a really big team-up of characters against, like, like Dracula, Wolfman, and the Invisible Man as, like, the final, like, three who are whom are evil, right? Um, yeah, which makes sense to me as a, as a group. 
Yeah, so, Dracula. Dracula's a tough one. Dracula really wants to be the big bad, right? Um, yeah, so, I love the original Dracula movie, and that movie is making a case for the great man... The, the great man of history theory and sometimes the world needs a monster to progress in a movie about collectively our favorite monster. And so his journey from that is one of self-acceptance of my place in the world as a horrible person. So his whole, you could have a whole, like he, he gets these movies where he's like, oh, do I give in to my darkness, hurt a dirt, fart. And then it ends, yeah. Yeah, I give in to my darkness. I'm a fucking dragon, and I kill people, and it's dope as fuck. Okay, great. Um, uh, let me give you this for a pitch for Dracula. Uh, what if she's a woman? Because, um, it's 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 a real boys' club in here so far, and I think it would be hot if she was a woman. Um, you could do something like really disturbing like they did in Castlevania the final season of Castlevania where like Dracula gets brought back but in the homunculus half his body and half his wife's body and like as he's being brought back to life it's slowly driving him mad because this Dracula does have a wife who dies and he becomes very sad about it so like there's something there that like Dracula gets brought back in his wife's body and that's what pushes him her over the edge into like fully double downing on i know i'm drad tepesh the fucking dragon and i will bathe the world in i don't want to straight up just steal the castlevania thing um like if that's a thing that castlevania did neat there's a lot of gender happening in that i don't want to steal the thing that they did already yeah we can shoot that idea now we could dracula's just like you know what's hot ladies and i'm allowed to switch my body to whatever oh, that's i want true. dracula's a shapeshifter shit we should do dracula something with trans that. rights baby. dracula does say trans rights oh dracula's oh dracula's definitely gender fluid okay we're definitely gonna have dracula fuck around with gender a lot cool i'm into that and also okay they're really scary how do we make them really scary <laughs> We um, want to make them credibly... Like, there are Thanos, right? Yeah, Dracula's the big bad you can't kill until you, you find a way to do it. And if it's, you know, Thanos, it's like two movies, and it's a pretty sick fight. We can argue about how emotionally satisfying it is. And if it's Trigon, Raven walks into the forest and goes, I can defeat you now, Dad! And then she wins, because Titans sucks. And we're going to keep talking about Titans on this show forever. That's what this show is now. Uh, I am. Season three is pretty all right. Really? Huh. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it isn't like giving me the rage, but it is It is more of like... D- episode one, Jason dies. He's fucking dead. And then you cut to Starfire and she's like, God, I'm so mad at Jason. And I'm like, are you victim blaming him for being murdered? <laughs> What is wrong with you people? I'm trying to think if I have anything better for Dracula. We, like, what if our movies kind of... Remember how Age of Ultron was coming out? It was like, ooh, what if it's like, you know, this movie kind of... Like, we do a time skip and there's a dystopia where Ultron wins for a bit. What if, like, 
the flavor of our dark universe starting with our new movie like the opening crawl is like by the way dracula won oh shit or like or no no, no. The, the first movie is watching dracula winning and then the fallout movies take place within where dracula has already won. absolutely yes because the, yeah because our first movie is them coming together right, and they yeah win. like that's <laughs> it's, it's a happy ending and it's not a happy ending and we have to like oh, that, oh god crawl our way back from that for the next half oh. of movies Fuck, I wish this was That's real. So good. Damn it. Shit. Fuck you, Hollywood. <laughs> we get like we get like just like vampire thralls in the world for like the rest of the movies. They show up and they cause problems in every single movie. Maybe Dracula themselves shows up sometimes to cause problems. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh Wolfman. I mean Wolfman's It's like go. Wolfman is always just like the 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 inner beast that exists within all men. You've seen a Wolfman movie. You've more or less seen them all. Is there anything fun you'd like well, to right, do? Right, but it is like a guy who like makes the choice to let that out, right? Like there is an inner beast, but the monster here isn't like the Wolfman. The monster here is the man who chooses to like let the Wolfman out as an excuse to do shit. You know, um, that sounds a lot like Jekyll. That Hyde. is a lot like Jekyll Hyde. You're right. That's a good movie that doesn't. That's a good book that doesn't get understood right by the general. That's populace. very true. Um, its actual thing is the thing that we just said, where he doesn't get worse when he becomes Hyde. He just has an excuse. Yeah, hides hides a conscious decision of a veneer of anonymity to act on your base impulse. And anyways, Wolfman. Okay, what if um, I'm just, I'm just shooting this out. So like we we do the Wolfman move, and Wolfman's like, hell yeah, I want a, a world that is a jungle. But like you get to Wolfman's movie, and the okay alphas don't exist. I'm just gonna real quick. Alphas aren't real. There's no alpha wolves. It's a bad evolutionary trick. That's a thing that the did wrong in captivity. Speak for yourself. But we can do I'm that because we're following personally. It. You're a beta <laughs> cuck. Don't lie to me. You're a beta fish. <laughs> but uh, our our shitty wolf man can be like, I am the alpha. But in the Dracula world, there's a bunch of other lichens, and he has to reclaim his throne at the top of the wolf man, and so it's. We make the subtext more text of just he slowly discarding his humanity because he wants to be the tall wolf so much. So when we get to the last movie, like, we never see him on Wolfman. He is always Wolfman at that point. And he's taught. He has a reverse Hulk, right? Where, like, you get to the end and it's it's merged Hulk. Yeah, I, I do and at the keep begin- thinking about Hulk, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we do with our Wolfman. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um... It's going to be hard for me to come up with an Invisible Man thing that isn't a retread of the movie that already exists, which was insanely fucking good. I think that a fun way to take Invisible Man... So Invisible Man is all about gaslighting, right? It's His thing is that he tricks you into thinking you're experiencing things that you're not, and he... Like, he is, like, can frame you because he can, like, turn all your friends against you by doing shit while invisible. Which kind of makes him a trickster character, which kind of makes me want to make him a Grima Wormtongue figure for Dracula. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, because uh, the other, like, the, the one we never go back to is that invisible man. The, the blessing is a curse and the invisibility is slowly 
driving him insane because he can't be a part of society anymore. Uh, but I also like the idea of just just kind of a dick. Yeah. And when Dracula's having to like, do I succumb to my inner darkness? Uh, and hello, darkness, my old friend. And you just cut to Invisible Man, and be like, hell yeah, bro! It, <laughs> dude, you ever smoke crack? <laughs> it's sick as fuck. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then yeah, it, you 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 get a way that that Invisible Man gets to like feel important in the mix because Invisible Man feels like he's in control because he feels like he's manipulating Dracula. And Dracula absolutely could fucking kill him. Um, so he can't ever, like, be the one in control in a full sense. But he can use, like, manipulation um, and and trickery to, like, try to manipulate Dracula into giving him what he wants. Yeah, I like, I like that you take the person you can't see but who is the most obvious and naked because all the other ones you're watching them, like, grow and develop. And you meet... Invisible Man in the first movie, and he's a cheeky douchebag, and he never fucking changes. <laughs> Invisible Man is always he's an always asshole. always an asshole. We make no pardon for him. No corner for the Invisible Man. Yeah, are we missing any? Is that all of them? Oh, Mummy. The Mummy, oh my god. Which... We forgot about the Mummy. <laughs> Holy shit. That's the most thematically appropriate thing ever Holy that hell. we forgot about the mummy. Wow, I couldn't have planned that better if I had oh, tried. Oh, also, also Jekyll Hyde, because like that was who the fuck played Noah? Played uh, Valjean. Russell Crowe. I am reaching, but I fall, and the stars are black and cold. Gladiator, Russell Crow. are you not entertained? Russell Crowe. Crow! Yeah, he's he's he's. He's fucking Jekyll Hyde, and he's in the Dark Universe. Is Jekyll Hyde in the Dark Universe? Shit. We kind yeah. of already did that with Wolfman, <laughs> huh? Um, we could we could do something different, like, with, with Jekyll Hyde. We could have his movie just be the Jekyll Hyde musical, and then you just it's just made for me, for no one else. <laughs> it actually would be really fun to have just one of them be a musical. Um, that would be that funny. Would be, that would be cute as hell. So yeah, fuck. What what do we do with the mummy? None of us saw it. Well, I mean, we've all seen the mummy 1999, and the mummy returns <laughs> 2000 and something. And also, I've seen the old one from the 50s. Uh, the mummy is not that hard. Yeah, school me on mummy. School me on mummy. Give me give me the mummy hot take. I've been rattling off about my takes. I on mean, the, the thing about the the mummy's not actually that complicated as far as the monsters go. Um, uh, the mummy is scary. You disrupt the mummy's curse, and then this slow shambling monster is going to come kill you, and it's going to follow you forever. Um, and the 1991, 1999 one made it like much more like big action sequences. Um, uh, and the mummy gets like a lot of cool powers and that's not necessarily always true for the character. A lot of the time for the character, it's, it's really just like the scary thing is that the mummy is going to keep coming for you and it's not going to stop. Um, and you can't ever stop because it will keep coming for you. And it's sort of a little bit of a, God, I don't even remember how specific the original one was as to the lore of the mummy. Um, and like why that curse is there in the first place. There's obviously like a hint of something sad there of like a creature that is here forever and has been disturbed from its ancient sleep and can't die. Oh, remember that Game Boy game that was Universal Monsters, but like teenagers? And then 
you get to the end of it and you unlock like the girl versions and you can play the game again but it's oh that rules oh i fucking loved that game so much and now i can't remember what it was called oh i've got to think i'm gonna google that after we record this episode i want to play the universal monster movie monsters but as girls the mummy has a lot less personality than a lot of the others it doesn't really talk right and we've already done our Groot so we can't really have it be the Groot figure I do remember um, back in the Cinemonstickers movie Madness that one of James Rolfe's complaints with most mummies is in like the first mummy movie like the mummy is a scheming pharaoh with like a a histrionic personality and then it almost immediately becomes like slow shamble and he was always like but I like I like this take we could do something like that could do a more grandiose mummy because like if you're a mummy you're a pharaoh right that's true like you you have a different expectation for what the world and how people should react that's to you true. is yeah I, I imagine like like you know that John Mo- oh wait I have a you know that John Mulaney I have a stupid question where he like meets who is it like Paul McCartney or someone um like one of the Beatles and and people are like is he nice and it's like no he's not nice he would say Diet Coke and a Diet Coke would appear in his hand people have been treating him like a <laughs> god for for years for decades no he wasn't nice like what if we did that what if we did sort of like a like a the most famous aging rock star in the world but like centuries old um and trying to kill yeah. you sort of a deal yeah so it's you can you can marry those things where it is this unstoppable force but also it's a fucking pompous ass yeah also quick question because it has to be dark universe mummy who is a woman mummy and dracula do they fuck do they have hot lesbian sex um, my my instinct is to say yes because I think it would be hot. Um, uh, and that's all you really need for me. I'm trying to think through because sex has a lot of like particular meanings when it comes to like Dracula, right? And about vampires, and it like comes into a lot of anxieties about predation, right? And it sort of implies a power dynamic if they fuck. Um, which could be fun to either lean into, like Dracula has control over the mummy in some way, in a way that's like maybe like a little bit hot and a little bit scary and a little bit unsettling. Um, I have or an idea, you, like, but I want you to finish that, your thought. Where, uh, where they fuck it, it's like the only person that Dracula fucks where there's like not a power dynamic or like the opposite power dynamic. Like the mummy is the exception. Ooh, okay, I I'm gonna shoot my thought and then let's Go. see where it goes. But like, if you talk to particularly dom sex workers, like that's more of their niche. They talk about having clientele who tend to be people of positions and power in the real world because the risque and the taboo would be being weak and vulnerable because that doesn't reflect your everyday life. And so, if you're dealing with a god king, pharaoh, and Dracula. It makes sense that one of them would want a situation where they're not the most powerful thing in the world. The question then becomes who? It's like two tops racing to the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Dracula's gender fluid. They can be a switch, right? Uh, Yeah, 
they definitely fuck on the reg and we see it um and it's it's kinky we we fucking see chains and shit involved because we can do whatever we want to do we have a super fucking wink wink nudge nudge joke where like a whip comes out and someone's like i call it the vampire killer and it's like <laughs> oh shut up you're going to give me you're going to give me bloody tears <laughs> and i go yes yeah i can see either of them being the dom in that situation and i don't we don't need to figure out which one it is it's fine we can you leave that to the imagination of the viewers i think that's the that's the fucking fan art we're that's getting That's the today. fan art. Please, um, uh, please draw me that fan art. Okay, and and then Jekyll Hyde, and that's the last one, and then that'll be all of our monsters. Yeah, I th- I think where the brain wants to go is like a redemptive Jekyll Hyde, a Jekyll Hyde who has learned the error. It's funny, of like his half of these monsters are getting redeemed, the and half team. of them are not. Yeah, that is fun. fuck it, that's fun. Like, like, cause the way Jekyll Hyde is consumed within popular culture is a uh, cautionary tale about the sci- the rules of nature. Man was not meant to unrot. So, like, you take that and you have a meta reflective commentary, and he's like, "Yeah, I saw my movie. I did the bad thing." Why the fuck is he still here? Isn't he like old and dead? Eh, who gives a shit? He's immoral. Is the fucking see him and he's like the unknown side effects of my formula have cursed me with immortality yeah so yeah that's that feels like it right that's that feels like that feels like our dark damn universe. we made a way better league of extraordinary gentlemen truly but did. also a way worse league of extraordinary gentlemen because those comics are fucking outrageous those comics are so good do you ever read tom strong every time that comes up you're like have you ever read tom strong and i feel bad because i have read tom strong <laughs> It's really I good. Um, yeah, cool. So, those that's that's the dark universe according to Amber Autumn and Prince Devin. I feel really good about this episode and this concept. Um, I'm I want to see this fucking series. upset that I uh, that I'm not going to be able to Google dark universe and find our takes. It's just going to be nothing. I know ours are way better than theirs. Those sons of bitches. Uh, join us next week when. Oh, could Grendel show up? I know he's not a universal movie monster, but I just like I I want Grendel to show up at some point. That'd be fun. Yes, Devin, we can have Grendel show up. Yes, Grendel can show up in one of the other ones' movies. Hell yeah! And I'll scream about how you were all the disfigured sons of lunatics. Join us next week when Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead we talk about Commedia dell'arte. Um, oh wait, I'm sorry. That sounds. Um, we're we're talking with special guest star John Prime, and I uh, he wanted me to get the pronunciation right. We have a fucking it's, transformer. Um, Commedia del arte. Um, I just, I'm pretty sure that it's, it's Commedia del anime. Del anime. That's what it's. That's how it's pronounced. That's how John wanted me to pronounce it. Um, uh, so if you feel upset about the way that I've just pronounced it, it's uh, just blame John Prime because he did tell me to say Commedia del anime um i can't wait to talk about fire emblem for an hour and a half (laughs) good luck um i'm looking forward to that one yeah so i i don't have any you give your sign off 
oh, I thought you were gonna give me something to work with, and then you were like, here's my big bag of nothing. Anyways, I will do everything within my power to monetize our friendship. I've edited out so many like, ums, ers, and uhs, and there's still a lot because we're good at talking. We podcast professionally. We're podcasts non-professional i'm actually paying money for this podcast because of hosting stuff (laughs) okay bye bye